Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. Today I'm recording from home. So apologies for the regression in quality. Um, so this is like a little quickie Q&A episode. Uh, I have a couple different questions that I, I have been asked. I've started, but I have not completed podcasts about them. So I thought, why not just try and record answers on the fly? So here we go. This one's for Miriam, Natalia, and Megan. So the questions I have are, what do you do when you have an obsessed ex? How do you help a depressed partner? And how do you deal with being ghosted? So here's the first question. Uh, what do you do when you have an ex that keeps trying to come back into your life? Well, it depends on who or if the person's like dangerous and if they're going to hurt you. Because if they are going to hurt you or you feel like they're dangerous, you should get a restraining order and... Keep records of what they're doing, photo records, and basically build a file. You might want to just go and talk to an officer and see what you need to have in order to do that. Um, Because then at least you can call the police if they are not leaving you alone. Um, If they're just kind of calling you a lot or, or butting into your life a lot, just, I know this sounds really impossible, but cut them out completely. Change your phone number, change all of your accounts, change your email address, and do not engage. If they are not respectful of your wishes and the way you choose to be treated and your boundaries, then they lose access to you entirely. So it's just about making that clear. Saying, I asked you not to contact me, and from now on, I'm just not going to respond because um, this isn't comfortable for me and I don't think this is appropriate. And then you just have to keep firm to that line. Do not respond. Do not reward their attempts to reach out and make contact. And including in a negative response. That's what they want. They want interaction. Same with a stalker. If you have a stalker, you do not engage. um, But you also don't upset them. So if they were to come and like run into you and like this let's say at the mall you would say i'm i'm sorry i can't talk to you uh don't don't leave though i'll be right back or something like that that's like a distraction but they want interaction so i would recommend reading the gift of fear as a starting point to educate yourself with this about about this <clears throat> but yeah just you have to cut it off and is the more you give, even in, in terms of negative feedback, the more they're going to keep pursuing you. So you have to actually make just 
a hard cut and do not engage at all. Next question, how do you deal with a depressed partner or friend who is depressed and they're pushing you away? And like, how do you set boundaries? What do you do to support them? How do you know when to let go? So that's a really, really tough one. I know that's like one of the most painful things to go through. I mean, it depends on, first of all, if they are suicidal. Because if they're suicidal, you should call 911 or talk to their, if they're, you know, seeing a, a therapist or anything, like, I would notify anybody that can actually do something about it who is um, an authority figure. And if they don't have a therapist, if they have a parent, or basically call the police. And that is the only thing you can do if they are su- suicidal. It's like, make sure... Um, that someone that can actually stop them is involved. Because, like, mainly what they need to do is get back to being stable before they can be treated. Um, If they're not suicidal, I think the best thing you can do is express you are there for them, that you care about them, try and engage them. But the main thing is um, you have to keep yourself really strong and stable. Because it's one of those things that can take you both down. And you vicariously can get depressed just because of being around a depressed person. So you have to really be diligent about self-care. So I recommend doing, um, if you go to Al-Anon, that's awesome. Or if you have like any kind of self-help books or podcasts that empower you, be very strong in your core self so that you can be there for them more so. It's almost like you can pass along help from, you know, just through your own being by helping yourself. Because I think what happens is a lot of us start to get dragged into it and then we start to worry about their like their life and then we're not paying attention to our own life. Um, so s- strengthen yourself more, for first thing. Second thing, um, if you can give them any kind of Guidance, do it from your perspective of your own self. So there's a lot of like uh, blindness that comes with depression where people think everybody, you know, doesn't really love them. They just see the worst version of the world because it's like their chemicals are telling them your life is shitty and there's no end to this. I think if you can pass along any guidance to it, like from this has helped me and I've been where you are, like relate to them. And then also um, do it in a way that's not judgmental. So it's like externalize and make it about depression as a separate entity more than it's about them. Like one of the worst things you can do is it's if it's your partner, for example, is being mad at them for being depressed or being mad at them for neglecting you or being mad at them for, you know, not being there for you because they're <clears throat> already in a shame spiral And they're already in a dark place. So it's like, be mad at the depression. Talk about it as like a separate entity that is hurting them and affecting them, but it's not them. In addition to that, uh, try and get them to be active. Like, do activities together that force, that are kind of like a byproduct is depression relief. So, like, you could go exercise together. Um, And if if this is your spouse or your significant other... If you won't, if you can't get them to go to therapy, try getting uh, 
to a couple therapist so that you're both going to go. And that actually will at least involve one professional that's not you, you know, like somebody outside of your relationship that can help you. Um, and know that it's like, it, it's like, go all in and do all the stuff that you feel like you don't really want to do because it can be one of those things that worsens with time. Just like by staying in that state, it gets worse. I know you know that already because it's like, yeah, depression fucking sucks and it lasts forever. Um, so just do the thing where you go too far first rather than like being like, well, maybe I'll just wait and see if they can get through it just because then it can perpetuate itself for a really long time. Um, and make sure just to stay in touch, even if you're not getting a whole lot of feedback in return it's like one of those things that makes people feel really isolated and then they want to prove to themselves that it's like, yep, my life does suck. So you can be the counter to their illogical argument. If that makes any sense. In addition to that, um, I'll put a couple book recos in the, in the description of this. I re recommend The Depression Cure. I think that's what it's called. Crazy as it sounds, fish oil supplements are really helpful. I feel like you can make them feel like their issues are less overwhelming if you just give them very practical, small advice. It is like a chemical imbalance, so you could suggest, um, if they're not interested in meds, you can suggest fish oil, and it has helped a bunch of people just taking the right supplements because... Um, we have a very out of balance omega six to omega three ratio, at least in the U.S. in developed countries. So could be a starting point. Um, in addition to that, you, there are depression questionnaires. This is kind of one of those might be taken personally or feel like passive aggressive, but I think it is for a lot of people. They don't realize that they have all the symptoms of depression or that they have chronic depression. So if you you want to print out one of these questionnaires just check box check boxes just so they could see oh wow i have all of those symptoms i have clinical depression oh that's what's happening to me because a lot of people just define it as this is my life this is because of the stuff in my life they don't see it as something that can actually be treated um and they should be treated and how do you let go of what people um, do when you're, when you're supporting a person that's depressed? That's why it's really important to do self-care and strengthen your core as far as like um, taking care of yourself, self-love, remembering what is out of your control, um, knowing when to let go of whatever they're going through. So I would recommend a book like Codependent No More for that. Or a daily meditation book, or whatever you call it, reflection book, like Courage to Change. That could be really, really, really helpful for when you're trying not to take things personally from somebody. I'll put that in the, uh, the notes as well. Okay, and last, how to deal with being ghosted and positive ways to overcome it. Well, I feel like ghosting is like probably more common now than ever because of smartphones. And I think smartphones make people, or social media as, as well, make people just isolate a lot more or hide a lot more. Like 
our exchanges are removed from the immediacy of personal space and, you know, in-person relationships. So I feel like it is going to be one of those things that happens to a lot. It's going to be way more common in the coming years. Um, and if you have been ghosted, it's one of those really painful things because you feel like confused, like your brain's like, but no, but it's not, but it can't be. But then the other part of your brain is like, and there's no other explanation though. So am I just not worth returning a text to or returning a phone call? A person who ghosts is a, um, unevolved and incapable kind of person. It takes a very strong and confident person to deal with things the right way because they know it's not about them. When a person doesn't have those tools, what they do is they run away and they hide and they cut off. So it's really like um, splitting or a way to like avoid what the truth is. So that just signals that they are shallow and unevolved and immature. It's like they haven't had the in-person experience to allow themselves to be strong enough to um, do it the way they're supposed to, which is with a conversation. And that's their problem, not yours. It's their loss. So honestly, what to do when that happens to you is you've got to reaffirm your confidence and your value in yourself. Meaning, you have to really focus inward and remind yourself who gives a fuck about what this person thinks of you because they are a person that would do this to you. Therefore, good riddance. Like, your value has now uh, revealed how unvaluable they are. That's like really what you've got to focus on is like, thank God that person's out of my life because I'm a catch and they obviously are a piece of shit. Um, and the person who does this is is not... It's not, no one does this who is very strong and convicted in themselves and feels great about themselves. A person who does, does uh, ghosts other people is scared and they don't have skills like interpersonal skills they need to confront issues. And that's like another way of saying it's a version of like a fear of intimacy or a fear of confrontation or a lack of maturity. Like no one actually taught them that you are you, the dignified thing to do is communicate with somebody. No one actually demonstrated that to them and or they just got really used to um, kind of hiding and being in this like private digital mindset, you know, like almost like feeling like you're anonymous or that you don't have to be accountable. Like I think a lot of people think that way um, through their phone. Like, I'm hiding. I'm not really there. I get to do whatever I want. It's like, it, 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 it's once removed. But that is their loss. And that's their, they're in some way socially crippled because they are like that. And it's not personal. It's just their disability, if anything. So focus on your immense value and how lucky you are to have found out this person is this incapable and immature now. It's like a, oh, okay, all right, well then, 
fuck off. All right, good good riddance. Thank you. Thank you, and I am done. It's like, uh, oh, interesting. Wow. Okay. That like That's almost like the reaction to aspire to. Like, huh, so you're like that. And the goal, if it, if it helps you to lean into the anger, I think that's a better way to heal than to feel like to take it personally. So just be like, oh, so you're a piece of shit and fuck you. Like that, that is a better reaction than like, but why don't you like me? Just because it'll help you heal better. Um, but even better than anger is if you can really know your own value innately, you can actually get to a place of like, ah, that poor person, they're so immature. And then when you see, if you see them on the street or you see them out and about, you can be like, oh, hi, how are you? Like you're running into like a child you used to babysit, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Like you can have a sense of humor about it because they're the ones that look bad. And the more you can not let it define you and know your own value in yourself, the, the more that shows them, in contrast, how petty and stupid they look, you know? Like, if they run into you on the street or whatever, and you're like, hey, how's it going, douchebag? But you don't say the douchebag part. Then they, and you're cordial, they'll be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. I, uh, I feel embarrassed. Like, that just reveals their, their lack of strength and maturity. Um, I hope that these help in some way. I know they're very short. And if they don't, if I didn't clarify something, then please write to me and let me know. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.